Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Get into the groove, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. Manchester City are off to Anfield this weekend and Villa host Chelsea. It's Friday, 14th of October. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Andy Russell. Hi, everybody. Happy Friday. It's that time of the weekend, Jimmy, Woo, baby. Jangle, you've got jangle. Glint in your eye because you've heard the keys rattling in my pocket. Oh, yes. Oh, is there a party in your pocket, Andy Brassel? Always. <laughs> Which pocket? We shall find out later. What are you looking forward to this weekend, Jim Campbell? Well, I am looking forward to watching Aston Villa Chelsea with our patrons. Really? Oh, yeah. I see. Oh, um, yeah. On, at our Patreon event on Sunday. I would rather watch Leeds v Arsenal, oh. but it's not on telly in 2022. So it's going to have to be Villa Chelsea, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, Villa have been what's, in sparkling form this season. We'll get to that in a bit. So uh, what's, maybe... what's the uh, etiquette in um, watching football on a laptop in a pub whilst you're meant to be chatting to people? I guess we'll find out, won't we? Andy? <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking forward to this weekend, Andreas? Uh, to see at the end of this uh, Ramble event if uh, Kylian Mbappe is still a Paris Saint-Germain player. Of course, we Ooh. talked... Um, Why is his agent turning up? Well, we, we, we talked at length about uh, the Kylian Mbappe situation and him apparently wanting to leave PSG mm. on OTC yesterday, which is, is still on the Ramble feed. I'll give you more power, Kylian. <laughs> and um, it, it turns out that um, there are reports in France at the moment that he's looking for ways to get the contract that he signed earlier this year annulled so he can walk away. Well, there's one man for that job. Charlie Kane. <laughs> parachute the big boy in yeah anyway it's to do with um, the, the reports again more reports earlier this week that um, PSG paid um, a tech company yeah. to set up a load of burners to slate their players and people around the club and he was one of them My giddy now they've, they've, they've threatened legal action over this but oh, it's fun Oh, Fun. Well, so, you think they can't get any more soapy? Mm. Uh, well, absolutely, Andy. I am going to have to ask you to repeat what are you looking forward to this weekend, though? <laughs> <laughs> the possibly Kylian Mbappe not being a PSG player. Is that yeah, it? well, if, 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 he, if his lawyer's really good, if, mm. if Charlie Kane's on the case, he might, he might get it done by Saturday tea <laughs> okay, time. I love that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to, well, it's, it's, it's a hope, but apparently Mitrovic is very much in contention to come back. To uh, to the fray for Fulham, and they're hosting Bournemouth. He is most comfortable in the fray, isn't he? <laughs> he is the fray. This is not the environment. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, um, gentlemen. Uh, before we talk about uh, this weekend's action, of course, there was a bit of uh, Europa League uh, goodness last night, and it doesn't get much gooder than Francis Ozoo, does it? Mm, I mean, no. that the performance was fantastic. The interview after the game yeah. was even better. So if you if you missed this, this was uh, Monia Nicosia's reserve goalkeeper That's um, right. who is a big Man United fan yes. as became very, very evident in the post-match. Mm. And it was glorious. And, and I'm glad you put a bit of context because I just got, sort of got all of it giddy because it was so delightful. But yes, um, uh, Ammonia were, of course, beaten 1-0 by Manchester United with that uh, last gasp, Scott McTominay goal. But he kept them out for so long. I mean, one, he got everything he wanted. Indeed. Three points for Man United. 
lovely performance himself. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, I, I thought to myself, I wonder what Neil Lennon will say to him after that post-match. But he was, it, what was glorious about it was after the game, of course, they they nearly hung on for one of the most famous results in their history. It would have been. Yeah, uh, you you would certainly suggest. And uh, it was a 93rd minute winner from from McTominay, of course. Uh, Manchester United have been knocking on the door the whole game. He yeah. saved 11 of their 12 shots on target. And some would say, well, some of them were saves that he he should be making. Well, the fact is, you, yeah. that's exactly what Paul Scholes did say. He yeah, well, really sucked the joy out of it. Yeah, he match he's going, yeah, they're, they're all saves you should have made. Yeah, well, and he, and, he did, and he did make them, Paul. And he did make them. There's some, there some pretty good ones in there, actually. There were some good ones in there. Although, that, I mean, that double save, that was a great one. That was fantastic yeah. stuff, yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but it's joyous though isn't it find the interview it's just yeah, it's, DJ. Yeah, well, it, well, it's it was, lovely it was wonderful because at the end of the game of course he's asked the question oh, how disappointed are you which is a fair question and he just said I am not disappointed because we had a good game and he beaming yeah. smile and he just said it would have been perfect to get at least a point but I'm happy it's a dream come true for me I would dreamed to play here for a long time when I saw the draw I wanted to play at Old Trafford and I thank God for giving me the opportunity to play but he just he was loving it yeah. and it was just such a refreshing type of interview after a match you know he was a bit of third round FA Cup vibes I'll, I'll, I'll be honest but um, just glorious and lest we forget he is their number two goalkeeper so if all being well he wouldn't be he wouldn't be playing apparently he played up front as a kid but was encouraged to go in goal at 12 because he was too slow <laughs> anyway you see children never never uh, question your coach uh, other than uh, Arsenal um, beating Bodo Glimt and upsetting a bloke who was watching the game in his flat which is quite a strange situation in uh, did you see that behind one of the goals at Bodo Clinton? It looks like there's a block of flats there. Oh, I don't. I did. I thought it was sort of administrative buildings. Yeah, Bukayo Saka very much nearly put a ball through a window. Yeah, an open window. For, I don't you think, you think they're flats, in. but still, it, it's an odd place for a window. It really is. It's also reminiscent of Gray's Athletic. Yeah, yeah. Other than mm. other than that, um, you know, it was also a fairly routine evening, one might argue. Yeah. Um, so that leaves us neatly on uh, to the Premier League. Now, another thing that we're all looking forward to this weekend, of course, is our friend of the ramble watch along. That's right. This is your final reminder to sign up to our Patreon to get involved in Sunday's watch along of Liverpool versus Manchester City. Uh, for ten dollars a month, you could get all our Patreon benefits and a free ticket to this Sunday's watch along and others throughout the season. Myself, Jim. Andy and more of the Ramble gang will be there. So just hit the link in the show synopsis to get involved. Uh, chaps, this Sunday afternoon, of course, which is the, the, the point of the watch along, Liverpool versus Manchester City. Liverpool head into the game off the back of that gubbing of Rangers 7-1. Uh, Salah came off the bench to score the fastest ever chat hat-trick in the Champions Ridiculous League. Ridiculous hat-trick. Apparently, um, according to uh, Duncan Alexander, oily sailor on Twitter, the hat-trick took him six minutes and 12 seconds, which is five seconds uh, quicker than the uh, the length of Tiny Dancer by Elton John. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what to do with that information. Yeah, just sing along, baby. <laughs> do you reckon he had one AirPod in while he was scoring the goals? <laughs> yeah, it certainly looked like it. Maybe the Rangers players were. They were. They certainly switched off. But this game was, uh, well, well, possibly a title decider, but it was crucial in the title race in the past few seasons. But Liverpool, eight places and 13 points behind Manchester City, Jim. What, what do you make? Is this the, the game that it was? Um, well, I think it will be as an occasion, and certainly, you know, the the, the characters are still there um, for, for this to be on the, on the day, quite a sort of tasty one, and, and and one with with a lot riding on it. But clearly, it's not it's not as neck and neck as it has been for the last three or four seasons, really. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's going to change. They're just too far behind, and Man City are too machine like, aren't they? They're yeah. just, um, I mean. It's easy to forget that they've been essentially rotating their defence this whole whole season because of players picking up knocks here and there. It's like Man City like have had injuries, yeah, and they're still just you know they're they're not quite at the top of the league yet. But I think it's a matter of time, isn't it? Let's be honest. Remind us who is. I don't think I need to remind you um, uh-huh. because it's Arsenal, isn't it? It's just it's alphabetical yeah. right at the top at least. <laughs> um, but you, you know what I mean, though. There is this this sense that they are just, like I say, machine like they're grinding out these wins. They're scoring out, scoring. I say grinding out, like <laughs> grinding out goals every ten minutes. Uh, just it is, it's phenomenal what we're seeing from them. And I just think, yeah, you're right. This is not, this is not what it has been in previous seasons. Okay. But we need someone to start taking points off them, right? And and Liverpool, are, they're 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 in a funny situation. They've been stuttering a bit in the league, but but what a win against Rangers! So emphatic. It was, yeah. I mean, it was. Quite remarkable, really, considering the quality of the goals was absolutely unreal. And this is what Liverpool have when they're really, really on it. And actually, there's not, there's no, really, there's no better prep for them going into this game than having responded to a setback 
with an emphatic win. And is there any better prep for Mo Salah than having had a rest for most of the game and then coming on and <laughs> scoring that trick? Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, Rio Ferdinand has backed uh, Liverpool ahead of the game, Andy Brassel. He said, I don't think they're as far away as people are making out. It is 13 points, Rio. It's not open to interpretation, but there we are. I, that, that's not what he means, is it? Those players will be heading into Manchester City bouncing with confidence. Yeah, that's 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 not what he means. In terms of the, 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 the points gap, you know, you know, of course, we can all see what it is. But I, th- I think Liverpool have still got some of a good season mm-hmm. in them. Um, we saw a little bit of that at, at Ibrox. I don't think that has a massive influence on this game, by the way. I think mm-hmm. what has a bigger influence on this is the fact that, A, Liverpool are at home and uh, City have had intermittent difficulty going back some time uh, at Anfield on their mm-hmm. visits there mm-hmm. down, down recent years. And just the fact that I, I don't think they're really thinking about it, Liverpool, at this point in terms of we need to win this to get back in the title race. It's just about the close matches they've had with Manchester City. Their pride, I think, is a huge part Well, Klopp part said that. that they're not a part of the title race really no. anymore. He said that. But what do you think he's going to go for? Because we're used to them playing 4-3-3, but he's experimented a little bit with more sort of two holders and so on. And it's a big choice he's got to make ahead of this game. Yeah, and he's had to because of the injuries. And mm. I think with the form, I, th- I think there's a temptation to play both... Darwin and Firmino and you know it's, it's been thought of as mm-hmm. one or the other I, I don't really think they're in that position mm-hmm. at the moment when you when you look at the other absences so I, I, th- I think both have to play and we saw little bits in that game of, of Rangers notably with the Darwin goal they can work together mm. I mean that that moment there when you've got the little sort of uh, Rabona assist from that was the, yeah. it was it was beautiful it's so nice and, and, and among you, all this the, the silver lining of the, of the Liverpool cloud is surely Firmino that, yeah that, that's, that's the thing because we, we, we but we talk about Firmino being back to form in terms of his well, back on the pitch in terms of his goals mm. and of course the, the goals are nice but it's it's not the goals really it's just that assist and you that think smile and when you when you when you're Darwin you think oh, you know who wouldn't want to play with yeah. Firmino he's going to get chances yeah. playing next to Firmino I mean, Nunes has been derided quite a lot from, well, Twitter. A very small sample yeah, size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But his, his goals to games, uh, or goals to minutes ratio, is, is, is like much higher this season than, say, Gabriel Jesus. So there was a stat mm. doing the rounds, and, and Jesus obviously had a great season so far, you would say. Yeah. Um, but he, just, he got sent off early, didn't he? And he, you know, yes. it's taken him a. The, the idea of it taking someone a little while to adjust now, that window is shrinking and shrinking, isn't it? It's like yeah, if someone hasn't scored in the first debut. 10 minutes, it's like, what a waste of money! <laughs> you, you, you washed, finished player! Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's no kind of whole season bedding in anymore, no, is No, no, absolutely not. Yeah. And I think you'd, you'd argue that, you know, that a season is far too long for someone to take the bed in mm. with the way the game is at the moment but yeah, um, Drogba well well fair all right we could do this all day but two. um yeah I, well that's the thing like a club legend like in terms of chelsea all right yeah. fair, you no, well, you know what you you're right Thanks. um but still I, I think nunes is um is ready to explode really he's oh, he's right. he's got a lot of quality about him that liverpool are always going to be able to unlock okay. and and I, I agree with rio ferdinand as well i said it the other day i think like there there's a lot of people kind of Predicting doom about Liverpool, and clearly they're not going to win the league, which is um, is a disaster for them, really, in a sense, where, from where they used to be well, throughout the title, title race this early. Um, but disaster would be not qualifying for Champions League, I think, with Liverpool. And I don't think that's likely. Okay, fine. That's um, what I'm saying. You said that uh, Nunes might explode. Well, um, uh, Didi Harman said uh, recently that uh, Liverpool lack a spark. And Jurgen Klopp was very put out by this. Do you see this? Um, Klopp responded to, to, to Didi Harman, of course, former Liverpool player, saying, who said that? Didi Harman? Oh, great. A fantastic source. Well-respected everywhere. <laughs> yeah, see this. I was like, whoa, Jurgen, hang this, on a minute. This would concern me as a Liverpool fan, actually, because Klopp yeah. can be very, very magnanimous, generally, and he's a very, very likeable character, mm. but that tends to be when things are going well. And yeah. like for most, for the most part, things have been going well, but if they lose a game or, or there's, a, there's a draw or there's some sort of contention, he can get really spiky, can't he? But it tends to be in the heat at the moment during a game or just after it. But Didi Hammond rattling Klopp is... I, I, I didn't have that on the bingo card for this season. I mean... I love it how he's a source. No, no, he, it's Didi Harman. You only yeah. say a source if you don't know who it's in it. And also, well, he's respected. Wasn't he the man who came on at halftime in Istanbul? Yeah. In the three-all? Yeah. He's, I mean, you he's can a always, club legend. You can always play that card. Yeah. <laughs> when I came on, it was 3-0, lad. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, well, not apparently, Klopp went on to say, being a former Liverpool player does not give you the right to say what you want. 
Tell that to the media. Uh, especially when you have no idea. I actually think Didi Helman does not deserve that uh, you use his phrase to ask a yeah. question. There's one person who looks he... bad here and it's not Didi Helman. I know. But, but what, what you were saying about... And he's got him both barrels there and it, that's misguided, is it not? No, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it is. I think it's Klopp. I, I think what Jim was saying before about he's spiky at, at, at certain moments. What... Yeah, but you can oh, say the, it's misguided. The, you can't just go by as Jürgen Klopp. No, but the, the best trick I think that Klopp does hmm. is as part of his... I guess, branded niceness. He has done some really quite mean, unreasonable behaviour over the years, but he always apologises afterwards. Give us an example, if you can think of one. Um, That one where he uh, tore out the fourth official when he was about six millimetres from his face in Uh, Napoli when he was Dortmund manager. And that was was dreadful behaviour, really dreadful behaviour. And he apologised afterwards. Because like 99% of people, mm. not just in football, but in life, never apologise <laughs> yeah. for everything. Mm. I'm really sorry you were offended by my actions is normally the uh, yeah. line, isn't it? But th- because he actually apologises with mm. a degree of sincerity, people go, oh, he's all right. To be fair, though, that does make him a bit more all right than, than most. No, that's true. That's true. Mm, okay, fair enough. Well, we hope uh, Didi Harman has, uh, has not been too hurt by that. My favourite thing about Didi Harman, um, obviously um, former German international, loves cricket. Yeah, I mean, he, Loves he his cricket, Andy. strikes me as someone who will be into the thick of Australia versus England T20. <laughs> yeah. He won't even be paying attention to this, I was going to say. Yeah, 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 indeed, yeah. Uh, gentlemen, let's turn our attention to uh, Jack Grealish, if we may. Often, uh, you know, a source of uh, entertainment. Um, Give him his proper new name. Humping Jack Flash? <laughs> That's what I is, that, I'm, is it Liam Gallagher? Liam Gallagher. Gallagher. <laughs> I thought that's good. what you were saying. No, DJ Grillo. DJ Grillo. Well, that's true, yes. Because um, he said, <laughs> of all the people to say this, he said that uh, he needs to focus more on life outside of football. Some <laughs> might argue that that's often been his focus, uh, which has caused one or two uh, stirs, shall we say. Yes. Uh, but he said recently, I'm trying to learn to DJ at the moment. DJ Grillo. I'm awful, but everything takes time. <laughs> I can't get up it. He said, I'm trying to learn Spanish as well. Spanish with a Brummy accent. Come on. Yeah. He also said he's trying to he's trying to find hobbies outside of football. It's yeah. sweet. It's nice. He's, like, he's, he's you know he's growing as a person. Indeed. As he a is. Grilo. Exactly. Yeah, as a as a as a Grilo. What what do you reckon for the game then? Uh, uh Rio Ferdinand's back in Liverpool. Didi Harman presumably is back in Manchester City. <laughs> uh, he played for City as well, actually. Did, yeah. So yeah, it's the Didi Harman derby, it of is. course, as Jurgen Klopp doesn't refer to it as. You have it, to bring Sven into everything, don't you? I, I didn't, but I will. Uh, <laughs> he often finds a way to, uh, to 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 poke himself in there. But Jim, what do you think uh, for, for this one? Um, I think it's going to be a Man City win, but mm. I think it will be a narrow one with possibly quite a lot of goals in it. Okay. Wow, an entertaining Manchester City win. Jim has convinced me. I think yeah. that's a very convincing argument, but I'll take the draw. You're going to have a draw? Yeah. All right, Andy. All right. Well, gentlemen, before this game, of course, we've got Aston Villa versus Chelsea at 2pm on the Sunday. Uh, Steven Gerrard's under a lot of pressure. He is. Under a lot of pressure. The Villa board are reportedly tempted to use the long break over the World Cup to get a new manager. Now, they haven't lost in their last four games, but only one win occurred in that time against Southampton. They did pick up a draw against Manchester they City. They also drew against 10-man leads. They which did. Which is, you know... Yes, mm. not not, uh, not fantastic. But Gerard, it's fair to say, has had an uninspiring time as Aston Villa manager, and there is a little bit unrest with the fan base. Yeah, it seems to be... That, I mean, they've, they've been quite vocal in, in at the matches recently as well, and it's it's essentially it's just all a bit drab, isn't it? Mm. And mm. the team don't seem to be clicking. I mean, they're one of those teams at the moment where they just look better on paper than on grass. Like, Coutinho isn't really yeah. pulling up trees. It, Ings and Watkins doesn't mm-hmm. seem to work together, and there's no settled mm-hmm. kind of... It seems there's no settled hierarchy in who's who's... First choice, who's second? Well, the midfield is in and out. Well, the midfield, they've got some nice players in there. You've got uh, Douglas Louise, of course, and McGinn. And you yeah, mentioned I, mean, I think he might have only started twice this season, Douglas yeah. Louise. But, but, but McGinn's Ram- not been at his best either. But I- Ramsey's a young, exciting player. You, you, Jim's right. It, on paper, it looks it looks all right. But that, that's the whole problem. And yeah. that's why I think the conversation comes back to Gerard Because you think a lot of those talented players, how many of them have got better under mm. Steven mm. Gerrard? But I, I, I don't think it's a particularly positive answer to that and yeah that sense that you get amongst Villa fans that the football and certainly the way they attack is is quite predictable uh-huh. uh, I think that is that is an issue it's difficult really to see a scale of improvement I mean I think you can understand 
from his perspective. With Jack Grealish going, when you have a player of that sort of level and that sort of level of fee going, mm -hmm. it's difficult because you're facing with a Spurs losing Gareth Bale sort of situation and that your key player goes, you're not going to be able to get someone as good or nearly as good to replace him. And you're left with a ton of money, which is very, very hard to spend wisely. Mm -hmm. And they have bought a lot of players. And they bought a lot of players who, from the get-go, it's clear that they you know, weren't going to be suitable. And I would put Leon Bailey at the top end of that scale and Coutinho sort of towards the end of that scale. Because... Coutinho had his moments, though, when he turned up. No, but that was the point. I think if we go back to when he had that loan spell, I said at the time, he'll play just, an, just well enough to and have moved. enough good games in that loan spell to make them think we've got to buy him and then they'll be stuck with a quite good player and that I think has, has, has been what has, what has generally happened and so I, I do have sympathy in that he's tried to sort of find an identity with almost too many players mm -hmm. on the other hand um, some of the criticisms that Villa fans have about him as some of the same criticism that Rangers fans had of him in certain moments even though globally he did a good job which there. are that predictability that we mm -hmm. talked about yeah. before. Well, I mean, that's interesting you say that because when he went to Villa, I thought to myself, you know, that's a good bit of business from Aston Villa. You know, at Rangers, he only won, you know, the league, but it was a very impressive league win, of course. Um, and, it, and, and, and under huge pressure because Celtic were going for that record-breaking um, title um, winning streak. Uh, but Villa fans weren't that convinced when he turned no, up, was, were they? It was a bit of a mixed kind of reception, wasn't it? Some were kind of quietly... Mm -hmm. Not optimistic, but sort of willing to see what he had, where that, whereas others essentially expected this to happen, where it's just all mm. a little bit drab and a little bit kind of uninspired. And I think there is a sense, and this is possibly unfair on Gerard, I guess time will tell, that he is just sort of destined to become a sort of proper football man manager, where, you know, he kind of might get you middling around in mid-table, but mm -hmm. isn't likely to kind of mm -hmm. push you further up the league than that. I, I don't know. It's, I guess, what we're seeing at Villa. Do you think that's the perception outside? Because, Jim, I, I wanted to ask you, I think it, it feels to me, and I know you've got a few mates who are Villa fans, it feels to me that the perception of him arriving and what he could provide is very different as a Villa fan to the outside world because the outside world in football mm -hmm. is very oh it's Steven Gerrard yeah. and he won the League of Rangers mm -hmm. yeah. oh he's on his way to Liverpool mm -hmm. and then England it's exciting come yeah. on I think being a petri dish for that yeah. is probably a bit annoying uh, and I think <laughs> yeah. that's what, what we're starting to hear now isn't it I think like that the, the, the reality at the moment isn't matching the perception isn't it I think the Liverpool thing is always going to dog him yeah. uh, mm -hmm. until he either gets the job or it becomes so abundantly clear that it would be like giving Steve Bruce the Man United job. Yeah. yeah. Which well, looks more likely at the moment. I mean, I, I, as loath as I am to bring Frank Lampard into this chat, maybe actually it could have helped Lampard to get the Chelsea job out the way, perhaps. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Only saying time... it might deflect some criticism. About <laughs> <laughs> only time will tell. But but with, with Gerard, I think I think that's a good point. I think he is seen as Mr. Liverpool, of course. That's understandable. Um but I, but when you say about this this trajectory that was very much, you know, essentially imagined. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but yeah. But, you, but you have to earn it, and 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 the concerning thing is he won't earn it if 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 this job, you know, if if indeed they do change the manager and he loses his job here, suddenly mm. the, the the pressure's on. Who's then going to take a gamble? And I think with Gerard, he cuts a very very sort of professional figure. If you see what I mean, talks a very good game, and so ostensibly it's kind of like, oh, this guy knows what he's about. He doesn't show any weaknesses. Blah 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 blah. But then you think, no, hang on, because it's blindsided me. I think, well, they're not doing that badly because I've listened to the interviews and I've seen him talk and he's, you know, says all the kind of right things and whatnot. But then you start looking mm. at the performances, you see the yeah. results and you kind the of go, thing. This, is, this, is, this is drifting away from him. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting thing, isn't it? It's a very British perception, what you talked about there, Marcus, about that sense of, you know, if, if he gets fired from Villa, which it looks like he will at some point, whether yeah. it's this weekend or next weekend or in three months' time or at the end of the mm -hmm. season or whatever, there's a sense that still in Britain and particularly in Premier League circles, that if you get fired, you're like damaged goods. It's like yeah. every coach gets fired. The, the yeah. way they look at it in Italy, for example. about three that don't. Yeah, like mm. basically, basically if, you, if you're in the barbers long enough, you're going to get a haircut, aren't you? Paul you know, it is, <laughs> you. <laughs> it is it is very much part of, of being a coach. Coaches, yeah. you know, even even good coaches get fired. It, well, I, it think, happens. I think we've got that old fashioned mentality still yeah. here that, of, of coaches having, you know, huge longevity and 
uh, with with particular clubs and so on, and it, it yeah. just doesn't really happen, of course, you know. Yeah. But but that, that is a good point, and 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 it is well within the realms of possibility that he gets fired from this job, learns, finds another job, and actually then starts to build it up again. And yeah. uh, next thing you know, he's he's winning the league with Liverpool as a manager. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so uh, there's an important game for for Aston Villa, but of course they are uh, playing Chelsea, uh, who themselves are looking good under Potter, as, we, as we've talked about. And um, the big news that I would argue uh, is that it's been reported this week that Chelsea could be the next team to feature in an all-or-nothing documentary. Now, under Roman Abramovich, there was uh, thought to be no consideration for this type of thing, probably because he maybe no not... cameras, please. Exactly, Jim. That's <laughs> a very. I think you've summed it up nicely. Put your phone in this velvet pouch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but big Todd Bowley, of course, is is quite the opposite. Well, he is a fan of both Raz and Mataz, yeah. isn't he? So he's going to be all over this. <laughs> Who they might sign in January. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yes, he he's he said to have uh, an appetite uh, to be filmed in a fly on the wall style documentary. So uh, so the appetite is that he wants to like be oh, the star. Come on, <laughs> big time. Absolutely. I mean, the man, yeah. I mean, Big Todd was seen uh, um, in last week's Champions League game um, against uh, AC Milan. I think the home game was where um, uh, they had the cast of Ted Lasso in the stands with him. They appear everywhere now. Yeah, yeah, they do. I'm, at Brentford the other week, weren't they? Yeah. Mm. Working at, um, will they be at Craven Cottage soon? I don't know. You're not having that, are you? Well, well come round to my cottage, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, Andy, I very much will yeah. have it, won't I? Let's be honest. <laughs> I, I know what you mean, though. Yeah. So you write a strongly worded letter. I might do. Is no it... Victoria sponge for them. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to see them in the actual cottage. No, to be no. fair. Now that'd be a liberty, right? Yeah, that's, but, that, that's where you're going to live one day, isn't it? That's the, <laughs> oh, that's the plan. That's the end game, Jim. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Uh, but uh, we're talking about Gerard, maybe still cutting a sort of slight old school English manager kind of vibe. Although, give him a chance and we see. But compare him to Potter at Chelsea. It's very much the new school English manager vibe. Y- yeah, I was I was talking to someone about um, Potter the other day, and I still get in my head round. I think it's easy to forget that it came from Ostersons. Yeah. Bringing them up from yeah. fourth to first. And I, I went and did an at-the-match at Ostersons a couple of years ago. And, you know, you look at that stadium, it's mm-hmm. like a, you know, decent-ish conference stadium, mm-hmm. really. You know, I, I obviously did incredible things there. You know, they went and won the Europa League at Arsenal and, mm-hmm. and what have you, didn't they, after getting themselves into Europe. But, <laughs> but you know, it, it, it's, it's just an in- incredible tale, regardless of his his mm-hmm. nationality. I just hope that when they do get to this documentary, mm-hmm. they don't lean on the pot thing and get him doing shit with a wand. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't or, think or, they would. Or they reveal he's got a scar on his head or whatever it is, Jim. Uh, <laughs> so, so there we are. Um, well, I tell you what, though. I mean, it's you know making a name for himself in Scandinavia and, and now look at him in the Premier League. It's Roy Hudson-esque. There we are, everybody. Uh, it's time for a break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. If you're asking me whether Harry the Hornet, who I presume is the mascot, should dive in that way, I think it's disgraceful. There he is again. Welcome back to the Football Ramble Preview Show, everybody. It's always good to hear from Roy the boy. Right, chaps, on Saturday, 3pm, it's a big one down the bottom of the Premier League, Wolverhampton Wanderers against Nottingham Forest. A very wordy game, Jim, I think you'll agree. Um, (laughs) Wolves are still... Uh, 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 well, not manager. Well, they are managerless, aren't they? They've, yeah. they've got the caretaker in. They've got the caretakers in, <laughs> and because uh, uh, Julian Lopetegui apparently uh, turned down the chance to take over at Wolves this week. Apparently, Nuno Espirito Santo, Jim, is keen on returning. Yeah, I bet he Wolves. is. <laughs> like, absolute, like, just welcome back, the, noon. Yeah, the Black Wednesday falling of stock or whatever it was, like. Um, so I'm, I'm not surprised he'd want to come back to the black country yeah, well, yeah. and maybe get it back to where it was. But do you think do you think that would be a, a smart move? No, no not massively. I, I think so they never go back, don't they? Well, I, I don't think it's just that they've got the same problems now as they had when he left. In that you know they they don't have any punch in the mm-hmm. in, in the final third. Now I think they're closer to having the players to do it now mm. um, in the way they've re-upped. But there's not no huge suggestion that he's the man to get that out of him, mm-hmm. especially when Bruno Lage spent a lot of his time at Wolves trying to turn them into a more attacking side, and it, it felt like too much of a leap. A more yeah. attacking side. I know I've gone on about Wolves' lack of goals, you know, for, for a while now because they've not been scoring goals, and I and I very very generously compared them to Fabio Capello's Milan last season in terms of how many goals they scored. That is very generous. Very generous, but yeah. but similar scoring statistics though it was. So they, that was the only comparison. I but compared this, them to a Serie A side in the eighties yeah. when it was two points for a win. Oh, is okay. what you're saying? You really right. put your neck on the block okay, there. Okay, go on. But go on. Um, this season, uh, you know, goals four in nine games, three. I mean, it just. Yeah. Like poor in the name of of that wasn't a pun. Football <laughs> in the name of footballing entertainment, you, you you've just got to do a bit better than that. I mean, Villa have got four. That's one whole goal more. Andy, I mean, they just need a rethink in in terms of well, they do. The, the, the way they're approaching. From from that perspective, yeah. even if you've got Lopetegui, his absolute best, yeah. he is not a player of exciting football. Right. I I would love to see them have a bit of a rethink and you know be genuinely good to watch I kind of think now in my head that if Lopetegui like stands back or something Fernando Hierro steps in a la Spain 2018 World Cup oh right okay <laughs> yeah but that's just just me that's just you yeah indeed yeah. sorry for that everybody well yeah Steve Davis of course is still in charge for now um, and I love that because it just makes me think of the snooker player um, Steve Cooper speaking of Steve's extended his contract as we discovered at the end of Friday's show uh, last time around apparently Forrest uh, were thinking about approaching Tuchel and Pochettino. Yeah. But so, couldn't, couldn't find their numbers. Yeah. <laughs> he's not replying to my DMs. Um, he's, like, he's not even read them. Um, <laughs> because he doesn't follow us. No. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. I think Cooper's contract exten- extension at first, mm-hmm. it felt to me like actually this is a show of faith and it shows mm-hmm. that Forrest are committed to the forward momentum that they've essentially picked up from from the excellent planning that had got them promoted in the first place. But actually, I don't know if it is the case of that. I think it might be a U-turn based on f- bad feeling from the fans because... I mean, it looked like Forrest were very well run, didn't it? But it already looks like that might be in the past. I mean, it's unrealistic to look at Pochettino and Tuchel, I think. And I, I think the, the 
the thinking is a little bit wayward there now. When you um, say Forest are well run, I mean the the, the question marks on how they've been. Well, quite. I mean, Evangelos Maranakis is is a, a is, a, is a colourful character, isn't mm. he, to say the least? And and that is to say the least. So yeah, the, I mean, the, the Forest getting promoted made it seem like oh, this guy is a, he's actually like a maverick genius. Well, he's, he's done a, it. Yeah, he has done it absolutely. Yeah. But I think you know a lot of the staff that were responsible for the cr- recruitment um, uh, have gone as well. So it's yep. it's very chaotic behind the scenes. So. I mean, I, I hope that Cooper can turn it around, but this, these, these are not good conditions in which to do that, surely, all this turmoil. No, and I think it's it would be a very tricky uh, job for somebody if, if they were. I mean, it's unlikely now they've extended the contract, although we've seen in football these things happen uh, as well. But certainly for now, you would think Cooper was, was safe. But for any coach coming in there, whether it's now or in three months, you know, five months, whatever... It's a very tricky situation, Andy, do you not think? Yeah, there's a lot to do. I mean, and, maybe Cooper um, stayed on because he hasn't met all the new players yet. You know, <laughs> crying out loud, he signed them. He should have said hello. It'd least. be rude to leave without saying hello. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. In, in terms of raw talent, there's something to be done. I think that the World Cup could be a bit of a godsend for them. Mm. To have a bit of time to actually, to as you say... all those new players for January. <laughs> to, 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 to get to know those players, to, to work with them, to have a plan... At the time, you, you just don't have... At the moment, you just don't, don't have time to do that. You don't have time to, to, to work with the Oh, players. they need a proper old summer camp getaway with all those yeah, players, yeah, don't they? Yeah, ex- exactly. yeah, exactly. So, look, uh, Steve Cooper is absolutely loved by those Nottingham Forest fans. And, and rightly and I, so. I, I think to say that Maranakis, who, you know, if you look at his dealings at Olympiacos, he's someone who does exactly what he likes mm-hmm. when he likes and has a very strong sense of, mm-hmm. of, of, of what is right. Yeah. Now... This is slightly different. His son actually runs the club right. basically on the on the day to day. So there's no sense just yet that it's him micromanaging mm. everything. But what that does mean is it A, it's slightly experimental. And B, this is a totally different atmosphere in which to manage a club. Because if you think, if you go back to Greece, the Maranakis family is well established there has political power, mm-hmm. has power in the media, all that sort of stuff. They're terrifying, that, that, that is, But that, that is stuff that they don't have mm. in England. Thank it, goodness. It, it's, it's just they, 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 they have money to go and buy players and, and, and run the club. And it seems that maybe there's a slightly more conciliatory attitude Mm-hmm. to relating to, to, to local people. I certainly hope that's the case. Yeah, indeed, yeah. Well, as you mentioned earlier, Jim, they've, they've, they've sacked, uh, you know, one or two. Everyone. Yeah, but, well, they sat their heads... Yeah, of, wait for me to finish and then undercut uh, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sacked their head of recruitment and head scout this week. Um, so, I mean, presumably the, the head of recruitment and scout needed some time off after what they had to do um, yeah. during the summer transfer window. Could be worse, though. Andy Jenkins pointed out to us on Twitter uh, a magnificent passage uh, from an article in The Athletic about Steve Bruce's departure from West Brom and some of his transfers at the club. The article reads, Brandon Thomas Asante was on Bruce's radar because he played for the same team as the manager's son-in-law, Matt Smith. (laughs) Peters, who was released by Burnley in the summer and made his debut in the nil-nil draw at Carrow Road, is Bruce's neighbour. Proper football man. (laughs) Contacts everywhere. A little black book. Or... He looks out the window. <laughs> yeah, he'll do. Have you seen the keepy uppies that guy's doing? He must be a player. <laughs> That's proper football, getting the ringers in. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Um, speaking of uh, Steve Bruce, by the way, as we often do, uh, West Brom travel to Reading tomorrow for their first game after Bruce's sacking. And you think, well, hang on, well, this is not Premier League. Well, just bear with us. Uh, Reading striker Andy Carroll, remember him? Uh, he was released from uh, West Bromwich Albion by Bruce at the end of last season. Uh, he's had his say on uh, uh, the, the, his former manager's dismissal. And Carroll said of Bruce, it's always sad to see people get the sack, especially when we were guaranteed three points at the weekend. <laughs> I mean, absolute <laughs> blow to the breadbasket, that one. Like, all the boots that have been stuck in, that yeah, one is they, the meatiest, two, Two-footed, yeah. And it's got old-school studs on it as well. It's just like, just why I just need Brucey to stop. Just how much more can a man take? Just... Every time he goes to a job, it ends like this. People just, people like us, saying <laughs> things like this. Just surely, no, surely now's the time to have just you not, have you not considered take a step back. He likes the misery. Maybe that's it. Do you yeah. think he's a masochist? <laughs> it makes sense, wouldn't it? He's got, let's be honest, he's got a talent for it. When, 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 he, when, he, when, he, when he brings out... I've I've been in charge of over a thousand games. You know when you yeah. read a quote, you can't mm. really tell the tone of voice that yeah. he's been yeah. saying... 
I've been a manager for a thousand games. Is this a curse? I've perhaps? seen thousands of things. <laughs> I don't know. Let's hope he's a pundit now on, on terrestrial television in this country for the World Cup, eh? I can't go wrong, can it? Maybe it can. I don't know, everybody. Just shunting between broadcasters. <laughs> Get sacked from that. Where's Brucey? Oh, knockouts, nah. Uh, right, Leicester City versus Crystal Palace uh, on Saturday at 12.30. Uh, Leicester City have refunded and stopped all birthday announcements I love for their game on Saturday <laughs> due to uh, requests such as uh, Zach Rogers and Brenda Nout. <laughs> Just think about that for a moment. I love it. Zach Rogers and Brenda Nout. If, you, if you're not going to behave, no one's having a birthday. <laughs> Uh, I read that because it's it costs twenty pounds to submit a birthday request at Leicester. And I thought to myself, why have we not thought of that? Are they that paranoid that they they're not going to be able to decipher the the hilarious wording of the pranks? I don't know, but I just I, yeah. what if you're eight and it was your birthday? Right, That's exactly. Really You've got to wait a whole year. Yeah, and even then, it's you know not necessarily going to be a game. <laughs> Zach Rogers. <laughs> It's good. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. Brendan Nelt, that's your classic stuff. But Zach Rogers is particularly uh, creative. So, yes. Uh, so of course, this one is uh, a match down the bottom of the table um, because Leicester have not been having a good time. They will climb out of the bottom three for at least a few hours anyway with, with a win. But Crystal Palace, uh, they're only three points from the relegation zone in 15th place. Their win over Leeds last weekend was only their second of the season. And, and I think because of, of Palace, you know, there's some some some, some good vibes down there and uh, some nice play. And they've got some uh, players who, who light up stadiums and so on. And Vieira's done a good job largely. I think it was kind of forgotten about them, Andy. They're not having a great season. Yeah, you, you feel that the performances have been better than the points yeah. In, yeah. In, in most cases. I'm not cases. particularly worried about them, but you look <laughs> at the team and you think... Mm. Yeah, and the, the, the wins, uh, I think the performances have been really, really... Impressive, you know. There are a few hard luck stories in there as well. You look at the like, Conor Gallagher goal when mm-hmm. the, when they played yeah. Chelsea, and you know they really deserve something out of that that game. But I, I guess it's just where the pressure is coming from at the moment, mm-hmm. and the pressure is really on at Leicester and not so much at Palace. So it makes you believe that even if Palace are in a situation where they could do with some more points, it feels as if they'll have the space to to go and get them. Whereas every next result could be, you know, potentially. Very difficult for Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, very true. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I the trouble for Leicester was it was that game against Bournemouth. You know, you, you win Forest, get a bit of momentum, and then playing aside, you think, oh, yeah, you can, you can have a go at that. Obviously, go one nil up, and then it's overturned. Is is absolutely gutting. But at home to Crystal Palace, there is a chance here um, for both sides, of course, to get something. So it's, it's, it's an intriguing game. Perhaps though, Leicester City could do with having a player like Kevin Mina in there. We spoke about Kevin uh, recently, the player in Bolivia who said he would cut off his penis if his team got relegated. <laughs> Little update on him. Uh, he's now known as Kevin Eunuch. No, he, since then, Santa Cruz have won two out of their three games, including a 2-1 win uh, last night. The season ends on the 4th of November. So maybe yeah. threatening to cut your old boy off is... Well, Jeopardy effective. is a really powerful motivator, isn't mm. it? So he's done... Like, none of his... his best team's full of his mates yeah. they don't want him to have to do that no, you don't want to see that no you don't. Do. You don't want to see that. no we don't no okay we're, we're all in, in fact maybe that's British. what Leicester should do Jamie Vardy will say if we get relegated I'm cutting your dick off <laughs> that was your, dick yeah. off. your dick off <laughs> Paul dick off what hang on I'm getting confused here oh dear um, and perhaps Palace may need that as well because as I say they're not doing good too well on the subject of Crystal Palace though uh, on uh, last Wednesday we released our football ramble guide to Alan Pardew didn't we just didn't we just yeah, it does exist. They when you're said, the kings, you can do anything. <laughs> exactly. They said we couldn't and we bloody well have. Uh, Harry got in touch on Instagram in response to the episode with, with this. My nan is friends with Alan's mum through her church. Alan's mum invited, uh, said nan, to Pards' wedding because, to quote, she can't stand to talk to any of his friends. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't researched that. We're assuming it's true. Yeah, and that's a lovely old job. Um, yeah. So uh, on 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 with that kind of vibe, we took to Twitter this week and asked you, uh, what's the worst interaction you ever had with a footballer? It's a well trodden path, and it's a path we all enjoy uh, treading down. Um, this from Tom. As a child, I once bumped into Roy Keane after he'd been subbed and had got changed at a charity match. He was in a suit and my bumping into him spilled 
his coffee down him. I was about 12 or 13 at the time and shat myself. He was lovely about it, though. I didn't get an autograph, but got away with my life. <laughs> Far more valuable. I can't imagine the sheer terror yep. that must have gone through his yeah, mind at indeed, that point. It's indeed. terrifying. Mm-hmm. Dr. Mantis Toboggan, MD, has been in touch. <laughs> um, Graham Taylor elbowed me in the face and oh. broke my nose when I was 11 years old, playing against him and the rest of the team at a Villa Open Day. Bloody hell! I feel bad about this tale, though, because he was an absolute gentleman afterwards, and when I met him again years later, I mean, everyone said that about Graham Taylor, didn't they? He was a really exceptional stand-up person. Off the pitch, um, by the sounds of it. The, yeah, but the, the idea of, a, of an open day where 11-year-olds could play against yeah. against a professional team is... is We've lost something fabulous there. I think we have. Well, and I think we lost it because of that. Maybe incident. because of that sort of thing, yeah. <laughs> I've got one from Frank. I was working at Blockbuster in Aberdeen. Oh. Brian Irvine came to sign up. Mm. He didn't have any ID. He said, do you know who I am? To which I meekly said yes and signed him up. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my ID. That is, I like that. Very good. Dates it with Blockbuster. Imagine going, do you know who I am in Blockbuster? Yeah. Well, he's had a go. And also Aberdeen as well. Like it's not the biggest of cities, and uh, yeah. the football club is important there. So, I yeah, think... but you've still actually got to say, "Do you know who I am?" Mm. I, well, it, yeah, but it depends how he said it. Because if he went, "Do you know who I am?" or if he went, "I, I don't suppose you know who I am," and if he said, "Well, I do actually," oh, well, that that saves us some bit of time, doesn't it? So, either way, he got his video rental. Get in touch, show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble for that kind of caper. Right, it's now time for Betfair's popular bet builder. Select from the most popular pre-made football bet builders and you can add them to your bet slip in one handy tap every friday on the preview show we'll be building our own ramble popular bet builder for a particular game happening each weekend we'll keep a running tally through the season of who's pulling their weight and who's letting the side down uh, which was me last time this weekend it's liverpool versus manchester city on sunday at 4 30 jim you're up first. What are you going for? I am going for over 2.5 goals. We mentioned it earlier. I think there's going to be goals in this game. Love that, Andy. Roberto Firmino to score any time. Mm. He's on it at the moment, isn't He's he? He's on it. And and I'm going for Erling Haaland to score or assist at any time as well. Mm. Mm. Again, really putting your neck on the block. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed <laughs> I am. Okay, so uh, over two and a half goals. Firmino to score at any time and a Haaland to score assist at any time. That's what we're going for. So uh, a £5 bet with Betfair on that popular bet builder returns £26.89. And if we win, all that money goes to Prostate Cancer UK. We will be back with another round of Betfair's popular bet builder on the preview show next week, of course, exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook. T's and C's apply. You've got to be over 18 to get involved. For more information on responsible gambling, head to begambleaware.org. All right, everybody. It's now time for this. It's the algorithm. What do you want me to do? This is why I'm fucked. Hello, everybody. It's time for Marcus's game. It is. Jack's encyclopedia is parked for a week. It's Marcus's game. We are doing managers, baby. You all know how this works. I uh, give a manager, you then got a bid for how many uh, sides that man has managed. And international teams count, of course. We don't want under 20 whatevers, under 19 whatevers, B-sides and all that crap. We want the full ticket. And gentlemen, it is still the best of five. But, uh, of course, if you reach that magic number of three, much like in, in, in men's tennis, then the game is over. We're not going to do the uh, the pointless ones at the end. Uh, because Jimmy to the B doesn't count them, does he, Andy? No, he does not. Yeah, so why should we? He yeah. is the lord and master of this game. Somehow. Uh, uh, it's, it's not called Jimmy to the B's game, is it? <laughs> so, uh, Jim is going to go first. Okay, because that's Andy Brassel over there. <laughs> You've thrown me a bone. I've thrown you a big old bone. Okay. Uh, the first manager uh-huh. who appears uh, on this uh, game is, and he's managed four teams, I should say, Mark Warburton. Oh, good Lord. Tricky, tricky. Two. Mark, what were you going to two? Yeah. Two. I think I, I'm not confident I've got one, but you don't, know. Don't give your workings away to the big brass over there. I'll take three. He's going to take three. Jim, I assume I can't hear four from you. You cannot. Okay. Andy Brassel, three teams that Mark Warburton has managed far away Rangers, <laughs> Queen's Park Rangers, <laughs> Brentford. Well played, sir. That was the three. What was the other one? What's the four? Nottingham Forest. All right. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have got any of those. You're not even doing remember Brentford. I can't say I do. Okay, bad start for I was Jim probably Campbell. doing cool stuff. 
Yes, I love it. Probably. Okay. Uh, Right, we move on to uh, the second manager. And you're up first. Managed seven teams. It's Nigel Adkins. Nigel Adkins. Big Nige. All right. All right. Uh, Four? Good bid. Jim. Four. (laughs) Is that... Do I know five clubs (laughs) Nigel Adkins has managed? Do you fucking think? Well, you you definitely weren't doing cool stuff if you do. (laughs) (laughs) I know, that comment's a damning uh, indictment on your career, Andy. Uh, Jim, can I hear five? No. No, okay. Four. I know it's more entertaining for I say five, but it's also pointless. (laughs) All right, Andy. For Jim's sake, let's hope you can slip up. Four teams that Nigel Adkins has managed. Scunthorpe. (laughs) (laughs) Outrageous. Up yours, Jim. Outrageous. Southampton. Hull City. Charlton Athletic. Well played. Reading, Sheffield United and uh, Bangor City. I had Reading. Did you actually? actually? I mean, that's that's my point. Yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah no, that, you definitely get half a point there. It's 2-0 to Andy two, Brassel. Two and a half. Two to half. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy's winning, and if you don't get this, he's won the game. Yep. Let's uh, be clear on that, because it's best of five. Malky Mackay. Five teams, Jim. What have you got? Three. Come on. You can do this. You go you go three. Go three yeah. Love that. Okay, that's, that's a good bit. Andy, are you gonna kick him into touch or are you gonna let him uh, um you're gonna let him uh, be hoisted by his own foolishness? Um I don't think I I don't think can do more than three. No. So you want Jim to do his three? Where you go, Jimbo. Come on, Jimmy. Come on, to stay in the game. Airdrie. <laughs> Adrie, that's poor, Jim, and you know that's poor. Andy Brassel wins. <laughs> oh, that one See, that, that tactic worked for him in Jackson's Yeah, sometimes it does. I don't know any. I don't, off the All top right. of my head, I don't know any of his, any Malky Mackay teams. Don't remember him at Cardiff City. <laughs> remember, there was that whole thing and the text messages. and. His, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, it's, no, it's, no, it's not. My brain's not having that one today. Watford? No. Wigan? Nope. Scotland as caretaker? Yeah. Does that count? Oh, yeah. And uh, Ross Kunti. Right. Where he, yeah, <laughs> yeah, currently is. That, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Andy, what did you have? Did you have... I didn't have a Ross Kunti. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. No, I had, I had uh, Cardiff, Wigan, and I was going to have a guess at one of the Scottish ones. Okay. I, I think I might... I'm not sure I even remember Malky Mackay, <laughs> let alone teams he's managed. <laughs> oh, dear. You're a very angry man. Uh, perhaps that would, <laughs> Maybe uh, that's why. There we are. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Um, tomorrow, you'll have a new episode of Lions Watch with myself and Luke Moore, so uh, get your ears around that. But thank you very much for listening to this. It's been an absolute pleasure having you with us. Thank you, Andy. Thanks. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy the football. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Oh, I forgot to get the keys out. Come on. They're out. They're in the lock. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.